Hi, welcome to this episode of Hack Public Radio. I'm Zoke, and I'm going to be talking about installing Zubuntu. I'm going to try and do several of these. What I intend to do is to get Mini Zoke to try installing both Windows and Zubuntu and actually compare and contrast and see what he thinks, which one's easier to use. He's nine, he's got very little computer experience at all, in fact. He uses Macs at school, that's about it. So I think that'd be an interesting thing to see. Because I'm a little biased here, I think Linux is way easier to install than Windows. But we'll see and see what he thinks and hopefully get a, a fairly unbiased opinion. Now I should first point out, apologies if you can hear a cat meowing in the background. Our cat's in heat and she's just meowing non-stop. Absolutely non-stop. I have shut her out of the room but she's loud. Anyway, I've been having some pulse audio problems, as I have mentioned before, due to upgrading from Breezy and so on. So I decided I was going to reinstall Zubuntu. Now, my DVD writer had died, so I was having some issues just backing up, so I couldn't back up everything like I wanted to. So what I did is I decided to install Zubuntu over my Windows partition. I mean, I didn't play many games anyway, and that's the only thing I did in Windows. Okay, except for that last Hacker Public Radio episode, yeah, I I know, but that's because I couldn't record it because of the Pulse Audio problems. Anyway, so I downloaded the live CD, and it was a little odd. It paused in the middle, and I had to sort of pause and restart the download, but... You know, I, I know I should have been using a torrent, so I'm really sorry, Mark Shuttleworth. I owe some bandwidth. I had to copy the ISO via the thumb drive to the wife's PC to burn the ISO, though, because of the whole CD issues. Booted from the CD and installed whilst running Zubuntu on the live CD. Selected the manual installation, of course. Overwriting the Windows partition during a separate home directory, which I didn't do before but should have. I left the at the time current install alone so I can copy over the other files. The Ubuntu Live CD even recognised the existing install and offered to copy some settings over, although I didn't as I was going to do that manually and ignore the files for programs I no longer run. I've mentioned before I've installed and uninstalled so many things. There are a bunch of extra files around I just don't need anymore, so I decided it would be easier just to copy over what I needed. I let it install and I wasn't asked a single other question, unlike Windows which asks a billion questions every time you install. At least it did last time I installed, which is a while ago. At the end of it, Zubuntu asked if I wanted to reboot and finish the live session I was running. It ejected the CD and told me to remove the CD and hit enter to reboot. I didn't remove the CD because it's a laptop and the CD tray doesn't automatically go in, you have to push it in. And I figured I could do that whilst Zubuntu was booting anyway, I might as well multitask. But it sat there and didn't do anything, and I did try a couple of times and got a little worried that I managed to crash it. But then I figured it might be triggering on actually closing the CD tray, so I did actually remove the CD and push the tray back in and hit enter, and it worked. That does make sense as a desktop. You've got to force the people not to boot from the CD. Not quite sure you can necessarily confirm that, yes, this is a laptop and the CD tray will not retract back in, and therefore we don't need to check whether it's a CD. So I'm not so worried about that. I understand why they did that. It rebooted and the grub menu popped up and it even had my old install there, which is a very nice touch. I mean, Windows, if you install that, it just wipes everything out. Any other old versions of Windows, anything, it's just gone when you install. So, I boot up and I get to see the XDM for the first time. My old Ubuntu install was, although it was running XFCE, still had the GDM. And in fact, at one point, had both GDM and KDM running, but that's another story. And thanks to Yates for fixing that, for helping me fix that. I log in and, of course, the internet wasn't working. I had expected that because I've disabled DHCP on my router, or router if you will, and I'm running assigned IP addresses. I load Firefox up, load YouTube, try to install Flash. 
I get asked if I want to enable the multiverse and get passworded, of course. I, I call it passworded. I don't know what the official phrase for that is. When it pops up and asks you for your password, if you get ID'd or carded, it's always just dud on the end. So carded, ID'd, passworded. Seems to make sense for me. So I got passworded on there, as expected. I was asked if I hate freedom, and I replied, yes, please install Flash. And it downloads, and YouTube working great, sound, everything. Brilliant. Ran up, get update, and apt get upgrade. And it does a few things. Uh, open SSH, I think, was being the main one. I went to check the NVIDIA driver to see what was going on there, and the software driver lists it, which was one of the problems I had before. It kind of sometimes was, kind of wasn't, because of the whole upgrading thing. Uh, click on it, install it, needs to restart, of course app gets finished, that needs to reboot, so I do that, but not before enabling the Broadcom wireless card. Yeah, it, long story, it's, you know, laptop, didn't realise how much of an issue Broadcom drivers would be, and I don't use wireless that much anyway, even if I did have access to it, because I, most of the time you're there, they have crap security on it, and I don't have a server at home to be able to SSH through or anything, so I generally don't use wireless. Anyway, reboot, log back in, more updates are available, kernel updates it looks like, so fair enough. I installed my favourite apps as well, as mentioned in a previous HPR episode. I download Flock, um, which by the way, can someone in the Ubuntu team actually put that in the repos please, that would be really cool. Thank you. I want to copy my Flock settings over and I don't actually have the other partition mounted, which was not a huge deal. Quick Google search and a quick talk to a few people in IRC fixed that. Etsy FSTAB used the partition ID now instead of whatever it was before, which I can't remember, because it's one of those things you set it up when you sort the PC out and then you forget the whole damn thing. But I found the UUID by doing a mount and comparing it to the dev slash disk slash by UUID to see what was missing from FSTAB. Probably a simpler way of doing that, but that's the way I did it. Added that to FSTAB and do a mount dash A to install everything automatically. There we go and then set up a link to slash media slash old which bounces to the other one, that's the mount point so I now know what's going on the time is set wrong, although I think I know why I had the time set correctly originally and it took the time because it says I'm 8 hours behind the UK, that's where Nevada is it took 8 hours off what my computer clock said, but the computer clock was set to the right time so I'm now 16 hours behind the UK because it's 8 off the 8 I am so that makes sense, kind of. Change it with terminal and suddenly remember I can actually set it up automatically. Again, it's one of these things you say click on internet time, and I couldn't remember how to do that offhand, so I added that to my to do list, but I fixed that later. All my programs are now installed, so I decided to reboot for the kernel updates. Reboot, log back in, copy Thunderbird and my IMAP files over, and it fails. Because I did a recent login with my actual name and I decided to change the login to Zoke for no real reason at all really. So the old files that are trying to connect to the IMAP server under a non-existent username, no big deal, change that for Zoke and it works brilliantly. I now have a working IMAP server running straight away by copying the files over. Windows would never do anything like this because of the whole horrible registry stuff. And I really don't want to get it started on the registry. The registry was horrible idea, horrible, horrible, horrible and where I used to work you know, we were a Windows shop, but we never used the registry. We used any files because you can slap the any file on the server, and then if you need to change it, you can just log in and change it yourself. You don't need to log into 
the 5,000 machines or however many it were at work and change the register in every single one. You just change, well, it's not quite one file because it's multiple servers, but you can get one file pushed out onto all the servers and there you go. Anyway, I dug around the menu and found the time and date setting, application settings, time and date. After unlock it, of course, change the configuration to internet time, it asks passwords and installs NTP. Must point out an error here now. It does not update the screen, so the time and date still says manual, but if you close and reopen it, it does actually say internet time service. Minor thing, but there we go. I changed the language to support to British English, yet it got it wrong. I've got a US laptop, I'm in the US, it's a US keyboard but I want British English, proper English on it. Don't get me started on British English because, you know, the Welsh speak Welsh. Well, actually most of them speak English now, but they have Welsh as well as national languages, not just British English because, yeah. And there's also Gaelic and we won't go into that. So, change it to proper English. There we go. I mean, Zubuntu would have to be psychic to realise this, so I'm not bashing anything for that. And then I set up a few themes, like the window manager theme to be small screen because I don't like title bars to take up half the Megan screen. All it is is a couple of little buttons and the name of what I'm running, which I can normally tell by what it looks like anyway, so I really don't care about having taskbars that big at all, you know. Five pixels wide would probably be great as long as I know where to click. But that's basically it. I've got pretty much everything back up and running really simply, and if I've got any issues with anything, I can just reboot into my old partition. So I think it's fantastic, I'm really enjoying this. I'm sure a lot of other distros are very similar for the whole update because yeah, they're all based on a very similar thing. So, But this is really cool. This is why I love Linux. You know, I mean if you reinstall Windows you have to sit there for weeks afterwards trying to copy stuff out, dig out the original CDs of everything. I didn't need to do that at all. I copied it from one partition to the other and download everything off the internet don't have to dig out a single disk. I don't have to type in any smacking 74 digit random hex serial numbers for anything. It just install, copy stuff over, and there we go. It's an IMAP server running instantly. Don't need to worry about any of it. Well that's it. Hope you enjoyed me going on about Zubuntu and how much fun I'm having with it. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Zoke and you've been listening to Hacker Public Radio. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.